Hello, my name is Tyler Chisholm, and welcome to a special episode of Collisions YYC Current and Critical, a 20-minute high-intensity episode where I sit down with local leaders to discuss the themes of the day. I am excited to learn from Mr. Rohit Joshi. Good morning, Rohit. Ah, good morning, Tyler. How are you, sir? Very well, thanks. Thanks. Rohit is with Bright Squid. And they have recently participated in the OSIF program. And for an episode of Current and Critical, there's nothing more current than what's happening in the economic transformation in Calgary. And the OSIF program, which is the Opportunity Calgary Investment Fund, which if anyone is not familiar with it, which was a $100 million fund that was pledged for innovation, growth, new jobs, bringing people into the city. I won't get into explaining what it is in detail, but it's around for about a year and a half. And it's received a lot of attention, some good, some controversial. Having someone on who's been through the process, I think, will give us a little bit more insights of what it's like on the other side. Yeah, happy to talk about it. I look forward to it. So let's just start. Give us a little bit about Bright Squid, and then we'll pivot into the OSIF process for you. Sure. We're a healthcare-focused, secure communication company. Okay, healthcare-focused, secure communication company. Yeah, I think, you know, especially if you watch the news and you look at what's happening with, with critical communications and and uh, the challenge around keeping those secure, and, and the real challenge around uh, what happens when that information gets... Uh, gets um, lost or uh, hacked. And so our company is very much focused on trying to make sure that uh, we can share uh, patient information that physicians and, and allied health professionals, uh, dentists, chiros, physios, can share that information in a, in a very confidential way. Okay, so uh, rather from, than using a fax machine, really, which is yes, the current which for state many, of, anyone who's anyone who's not familiar with it, it's we yeah. just did a campaign for a group of physiotherapists, and their ah. primary target was referring physicians. Yes, and it was a fax campaign. My designers looked at me like, "You want us to design for what?" Yeah, exactly. <laughs> First of all, show me what a fax machine is. Yeah, yeah, yes. Yeah. We don't even have. Can we try <laughs> yeah. it? Can we test what it's going to look like when it prints out? Exactly. Like we, we can't. We don't have. We don't have one. Yeah, that's the infrastructure of healthcare, um, which is a different topic, I think. Yes. Well, we might continue. We might move into that. So, from this perspective, if I look at it, I'm a patient. This would give not only myself access to my information, but create a holistic view of me to all of my different healthcare providers. Yeah, this it's meant to be an open system. That allows the physician to talk to a physiotherapist, to the physiotherapist to maybe talk to a chiropractor, okay. and on and on and on, all relating to um, you know the, the core of that information is about you as the patient. And so um, we can through the system we can share all sorts of confidential and private documents because we've built it to sort of a, a health specification. Okay, so Privacy. which as a person sitting here, I'm like, well, yeah, of course. Like, what do you mean it's not like that now? Which I think if we think if we've been through the medical system, we kind of know it's not like that now. But everyone believes it is. And that's interesting. It, it, it's so interesting as we talk about the challenge that we've got, which is, first of all, revealing the fact that, that we are uh, working with a system that where facts really is state-of-the-art and, uh, and trying to show how that doesn't allow the proper transmission of images or doesn't allow the proper transmission or the full and complete transmission of a patient record and can get lost, and does fail. So all of these things, but like I said, that's a, yeah, that's a, that's a, to- that's a topic <laughs> for another day, or even, I'm going to say later today, actually. Okay, perfect. Um, so talk to me a little bit about the OSIF program. So sure. wh- when did you, we talked offline, you said you were involved even like early on, because it was back in April, I think 2018 is when the program was was initiated. Yeah, and, and, and the first part of the process was, was kind of a two-page or a three-page form, I've forgotten exactly, and our approach really there was just to try to strike some level of interest. And we weren't sure we were a good fit, honestly. Okay, okay. Um, but we had uh, a couple of partners that we were looking at it. Um, we, we, we put something in play. We put a, uh, this proposal in play. And um, quite, 
Well, I wouldn't say surprisingly, but interestingly for us, we were one of the few that were selected to kind of do the full business plan. Okay. Three page and is it kind of like a, a letter of interest? Like you, you put to, you, you put together your kind of hypothesis of here's what we're putting forward, and they, which nicely on their front, kind of like that RFP. It's like that request for interest. You put it in this year. Then okay, we move forward to the next round. That's certainly the way the process started. Okay. Uh, so it was a three page. It was actually a form which had pretty restrictive. You know, a hundred words here, two hundred words here. Okay. So it wasn't a, a free form system. But it allowed us to uh, put together sort of the the goal of the program that that we wanted to release, and and uh, and, and you know we worked on it for probably the better part of a week, uh, myself and a couple of partners, um, and uh, came up with something that we had actually been thinking about for years, um, but really hadn't had the. Uh, maybe the the catalyst to do okay. something about it. Interesting. So, just to understand, you guys weren't technically a startup. You were you're a, you're a going concern in business, but you're still a tech. In, you're innovating constantly. Yes, correct. So um, we've been, we started in two thousand and nine. Okay. Um, and it's really it's it's a question of how do you define startup? Yeah, yes, know? <laughs> I know. I, I I want to say you're not a startup, but no, I know are, I know right? the work of your business. You are a startup. Totally. Yeah. And 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 we're still you know scrappy and trying to figure it out. Um, which is unique, I think, in terms of what uh, what's happening in healthcare. Well, you're in a unique place because you're disrupting a big, you know, to sit around over cocktails or a coffee to talk about, well, the healthcare system isn't what we want it to be. But then changing that, there's a big gap between those two conversations. There's a big gap. Yeah, and a lot of it's just around the, the challenge of change. You yes, know, uh, this is um, just the way it's always been. And when we're talking about a healthcare system that's stressed, you know, I, I think that's the kindest word we can use for it. It's stressed in every dimension. To now say, hey, we're ready to change things for the better. Well, I think, you know, those of us who, who, who love change, we, even we recognize that in order to take a step forward, you have to take half a step back. Well, yeah, sometimes you just need to have a little bandwidth. Like, yeah. Even as a leader, yeah, you're like, yeah. okay, we need to do things differently. But the joke is, I can't land the plane to change the engines. Can we, can we go? Can we send a guy out on the wing while we're <laughs> That's still right. flying? That's right. Because <laughs> we it, still got to meet our deadlines and get to yeah. the destination or whatever and you analogy th- If you think use. of the consequence and risk, Right of of having to change a system where patient lives really are are, are riding in the balance of that change. Um, yes, I, the consequences I are very real. Yeah, uh, consequences are real. I recognize the challenge of change, um, but nevertheless, we we need to. So, was that part of when you went to when you went to OSIF and you and you started chatting with them? Was that part of the impetus of your proposal? Is that we're trying to create this larger change? Because I know that their criteria there has a lot of factors in it, but a lot of them are very economical in terms of how it relates to Calgary. It's not necessarily of how we're going to change the world. Yeah, and that's and that's I think why we weren't sure we were a good fit. Okay, is because you know the although we had been thinking about moving in this direction uh, for uh, of, of starting something like the Hatch program, which was part of what, which is what we got funded for. Although we've been looking at it and thinking about it since about 2015, uh, the actual impetus was, was, was hat was this uh, OSIF grant. Okay. And the first time we took it, you know, off of our whiteboard um, was the OSIF grant. Okay. So from a success or from a trigger point, that was very successful for you guys to take something. Cause as business owners, as startups, you probably, you get defined by what ideas you say no to because yeah, yeah. there's a million of them churning all the time, yeah. but cost of opportunity, bandwidth, capital, all those things. So that got started for you guys. You got chosen and then you went into a full, you had, then you had to make it real. You had to put a business plan together for this. Yeah. Thing. And I think that's, that's actually, again, taking it off the whiteboard. Okay. Um, this was something that, uh, although we had talked to our shareholders about, we talked to the board of directors about, and even large organizations across Canada, we hadn't really taken it past the PowerPoint presentation. Okay. 
And so that gave us the opportunity to, to define, you know, what this would mean for us as a company, but also what it would mean for uh, the larger ecosystem of health innovators uh, in Calgary. And that was really an opportunity to kind of put down the, uh, for us to, to say, here's the concrete value we can deliver, but also here, here are the costs. Here's what it's going to take to run. Here are the costs for every company who wants to come and, and work with us. And that was a great, great process for us. So it forced you guys to think, to think that is the process. Some people shun that. Well, you, you know, I, how, why would I expect to create a business plan? The future is going to change. You still got to, you know, I can't change course if I didn't know what course I was on. Yeah, yeah, exactly. And, and so for, from us, one of the things that we started to do though, is, is because we had spent years really thinking about this program, we had a lot of uh, maybe uh, latent support. Okay. From organizations that were adjacent to ours. Um, uh, so in the health system, at the university, um, and, and a number of, of organizations that were quite comfortable writing a letter of support in support of this idea. Oh, interesting, because just so we, to clarify, the Bright Squid and what you do is essentially the backbone of this thing, but correct. Hatch itself is more of an incubator, is that correct? That's correct, yeah, and, and, it, and we call it an accelerator only because... Accelerator, okay. Yeah, there's lots of incubators in the city that yes. are doing great jobs helping people find funding or um, help, helping them uh, define a business plan and business models and sales programs. That, that's more what we would look at from an incubation perspective. Okay. When, when people decide or when health technology innovators decide they want to come to market, that's where the accelerator comes in. Um, because we have integrations into the health system, we don't look at business plans or we, and we don't look at sales programs and we don't do any of that. What we really want to do is take that company from maybe prototype, already maybe successful in a clinic or two, and push them so that they're, they're integrated into the health system. Using this highly secure backbone that using you've the, perfected. The, correct. So capitalizing on this thing that you've been working on since 2009. Correct. Yeah. Okay. And you know, millions of dollars of investment of our shareholders and on and on and on. It's unlikely that those companies would, many of them would never make it to this option. Uh, because that is such a huge barrier. It's a, it's the, a massive barrier. The barrier to entry, i.e., the barrier to change. Exactly. So when you worked with OSIF, did, they, did you have to, like, it sounds clear when you just lay it out, throw it out on the table, like, oh, that makes, per- that makes perfect sense, quote, quote unquote. What was, the, what was it like going through that process? Like, did they, did they get it? Did you have to, was there lots of one on one time? Like, I'm thinking about the person listening going, wow, I'm, I'd like to approach this, but I don't even know where to start. Yeah, good question. So, you know, the challenge here is it's hard enough to understand the health system. As we started talking, yes. you know, it, we, I would say most of the public doesn't realize it's running on fax machines, for example. So, so if we uh, start there, the challenge was, was, was me- at many levels. The first was indicating that we actually had a real problem that needed solving. Because I, I don't think, you know, when we look at innovation in health technology, people don't recognize how far back the health system really is. Right. We just see the symptoms of wait times and yeah. we can't get into a specialist for 12 months and all those things. Exactly. But you're very much seeing the end of the chain at that yeah. point. Mm. Yeah, and, and if you look at, the opportunity to, to improve the system, to reduce the wait times, to improve the level of care that patients can receive, not just from their physician, but you know, uh, from their chiro and physio and right. the connection between all of those professions. So, so what we had to do, first of all, was, was come up with a program and a plan that, that, that made sense to people who really didn't understand the workings deeply of the health system. Interesting. Okay. 
Um, and I would say that the reason we were successful at some level in doing that was um, lots of one-on-one -on -one meetings. Yes. <laughs> because we, we had, a, uh, apart from you know a 70-page business plan, we really just had 10 minutes to talk to the board of OSIF, or okay. we just had 15 minutes here, or you know, uh, a passionate meeting here. But, but talking with more individuals from economic development to really express the opportunity um, was critical in that. And I think one of the reasons that the door stayed open for us through multiple revisions and multiple asks was because of these letters of support. Because we had 25 organizations. Yeah, literally, so you had a little bit of proof of concept, right? Yeah, like 25 organizations and from diverse places. Interesting. You know, okay. For, like from Toronto. Uh, it was the, it was that was quote unquote your version of of, of already having sales. Yeah, a little, you know a little bit True. going in with that classic investor question. Well, what have you done so far? What does right. this look like? How much skin do you have in the game? All those questions. Yeah, you guys had all that. Well, we had we had organizations that were saying we don't see anything like this, and we support it. So organizations as diverse as you know um, um, the Montreal Polytechnique. Mm -hmm. And uh, a university or uh, an affiliated organization called uh, MARS, which is Medical Research Services mm -hmm. in Toronto, they wrote a letter of support. And then, of course, a number of Alberta organizations wrote support. We had commercial organizations like TELUS. We had uh, uh, Alberta Health Services in their design lab. We had uh, uh, the research or sorry, the, well, the research and innovation arm of Alberta Health Services. We had so much support that um, when... You know, the first question that was asked of us was, why isn't someone already doing this? Right. Sometimes when an idea seems to, like, well, yeah. what's going on? Yeah. It's somebody must be doing this. You know, isn't, isn't Alberta Health Services, isn't TELUS already doing this? And then we would show them the letter of support. From so, those from those entities? From those very Interesting. entities. So you guys had really, as far as, you know, the quote, unquote, think about this as pitching an idea, you had done your homework. You had yeah, done your legwork. Yeah. And I would say, <laughs> I mean... I, I'll, I'll be candid. I think it would have been easier to raise the million dollars. <laughs> you mentioned yeah. that offline when we were chatting. <laughs> right? Absolutely. Our, our, I, think, I think there would have been investors that were very interested in that model. Yeah, because those same criteria that you had like in spades is exactly what investors are looking for. Yeah, exactly. What's, what's our proof or what, how much can we trust that the future will pay off? Yeah. And so launching this really is a new business um, opportunity for us. Um, and having OSIF crystallize that was, was really something that we benefited from. So not only, uh, and it's good to clarify, this isn't about like, hey, show me the money. This is about working with a partner that allows, that like, you know, uh, make, makes everybody better. Yeah. <laughs> so that was definitely the process for you guys. It was, yeah. And so, so uh, interesting. we- That's an interesting perspective. And honestly, we went through multiple revisions. We went through uh, uh, with, with uh, the Yosef team. Right. Um, we had, and they were very hands-on in this process. They were, yeah. It wasn't, and, you didn't throw something over the fence and wait three weeks to hear back. You guys were having meetings. Or may, maybe that did happen yeah. as well. <laughs> I think they were overwhelmed at one point. Okay. Um, although, you know, as, I, as I'm often saying, you know, although it's number one on, on, on our list of things yes. to do, it isn't necessarily their number one. Uh, and I think because we're, we were bending the brains of many um, in, in even proposing this idea of, of, of an accelerator, um, I think it took a little bit longer. Um, but we were relentless, as you are as entrepreneurs. Yes. We were relentless. And with the amount of support that we were seeing from the community and the ecosystem, uh, which is, you know, probably the most overused word of 2019 in my in my It's right up there with transformation, which we're yeah. going to talk about next. <laughs> um, but, but you know, the, the whole ecosystem is saying, yeah, great idea. Do it. You do it. 
How long was your process with OSIF? How long did it take from start to finish? So um, we started, we were part of the first uh, entry. So um, April, April, so April, May, 2018. Yep, April, May, 2018. So um, May, 20, you got it. It was October, fall, September, October. It was announced in October um, okay. of uh, 2019. So about a year and a half. Yep. I think about a year and a half it took us. Um, and through that process, multiple revisions, revisions to our business plan because we had asked for more money than we received. And so we had to scale back on a and number you'd mentioned that offline, that the yeah. number started a little bit higher and it ended up, it ended up lower. Correct. Can you, is that open? Some, like, what did you guys, what, what did you hope going in? We, we had looked for $2.5 million. Okay. Um, okay, so that's a significant difference. It was a significant difference. And so in that process, we had to, to, to tailor our uh, um, proposal and our business plan and the outcome measures on the basis of the fact that it was a reduced, Well, that's a big difference. That's a different ask, totally. what you can do with that money. Yeah. So as part of this program, and I know one of the articles I read about OSIF yesterday was that the, the 23 or 24 million that they've committed to or pledged out there, because it's not just so everyone knows, you, they don't just write you a check. It's right. not how it works. You have to no. meet certain criteria. No, no. But they said it's led to a, an equivalent $160 of, of, of additional funding. Because yeah. I'm assuming that's a huge, big check mark and validation to your concept to investors now. Speaking of like, could be easier to raise the money. I would imagine it's easier now. Yeah, if you need it, absolutely. if you were so inclined. Yeah. And, well, in fact, as a part of the program, our shareholders match that dollar for dollar. Okay. That's so, interesting. Yeah. So, and, and we're now so finding- So multiple points of, correct, of, of validation, validation. And, and positive for this. Correct. Yeah. And it looks like we'll have some more funding coming on the basis of the fact that this has been validated by, you know, a public body. Yes. Uh, the, the and how's the association body. been, you know, in our world, there's the, there's paid owned and earned. You pay for it, you, you, you own it, it's your own website, your platform, but then you earn it. And that's the one as, as humans, we take the most credible. Yeah. I'm assuming the earned media side of this PR exposure, has that been, has that had a positive impact for I you I would guys? say, and maybe Tyler, maybe the most important aspect of okay. it is, is it's, it's raised our visibility in Canada. Um, we're having very interesting discussions now in Ontario around starting, you know, how, how, how we can leverage the Calgary companies in the Ontario market. Interesting. Um, and how we can So not only is thinking about bringing, so if I want to take part of this, if I want to be in your incubator, do I have to move to Calgary to do that? There is, there is a, there is a, for the OSIF funding. Yes. They do have to. Yes. I know that's one of their criteria is Absolutely. bringing in tax base, bringing yep. in, you know, taking up jobs for sure. I know is their yep. primary. Obviously we've got, we've got a few square feet of empty space downtown that we yeah. can use up <laughs> that we hope to put into yeah, play. Totally. And okay. so, yeah. And so we've, we've, we've got a couple of Toronto companies that are interested. We've got uh, companies overseas that are interested and we've been in multiple discussions about them starting, um, uh, you know, the, the program in the next cohort. Okay. Interesting. Any advice that you would give somebody sitting here listening to this? They've been thinking about OSIF. They've been hearing the news. And, you know, again, the news is a bit of a roller coaster. You got people coming out staunchly against it, supportive of it. But anything, there's always going to be somebody who loves you and somebody who doesn't. Any advice or anything that you would put out there as for a group, a company, an organization, an entrepreneur that's looking to get involved with this? Yeah, I I think the first thing is that it it has to be motivated from a place that's more than the money. Um, It's, it's, I would say, without question, easier to get the money elsewhere. Okay. So it has to be motivated from a place that says, I, uh, this isn't free money. Um, this is, it's a lot of work, um, and has to have the kind of relentless pursuit that I think makes it a good idea. Right. And, and it has to be very viable. You know, I think part of the key criterion here is that after the Yosef money runs out, this has to live on its own. Yes. And, and so this isn't a, a research grant. It's, it's, um, I would say business expansion, which is exactly what we were trying to do. Um, and, and what we will be doing with Hatch. 
but but one of the unique aspects of what we were doing was was um, that we were actually helping other companies grow, as opposed to just growing ourselves. So when we talked to the OSIF team about the yeah, that impact, has a very different angle. It's a very different. Yours is now becoming this one to many approach, not necessarily a one to one, which is OSIF and you. Correct. They're becoming a conduit now for you to then provide this ecosystem to use yeah. your overword yeah, yeah. to all these companies that Correct. potentially wouldn't make it past the prototype phase. Yes, and that's and that's I think was was critical in the understanding for for the OSIF team to say. It's not just about Bright Squid growing. In fact, we, we've put a cap on our own growth for this program because it has to be self-sustaining. Yes, I'm sure. Yeah. Um, what we're looking for is how do we lower the barriers for all of these other health tech startups to, to, to integrate, to meet the compliance requirements, to meet the security requirements, and actually get their products to market because there's so many organizations that will ever make it there. Do you have any of those companies now? And maybe, maybe I'm getting into things you can't talk about. I would only assume that those companies would have an easier, an easier conversation, a potential for an easier conversation if they went to OSIF being part of this. Cause now is this, this is all like an, another ecosystem that's being started kind of alongside. Yeah. That I, would I, be my hope. Yeah, I, I'm, I think blue, I'm blue skying a little no, bit. You're here. absolutely right. Okay. Yeah. That's the plan. That's very interesting. So Biggest biggest frustration for you through going through the process? Things that you wish would have been very different if you, yeah. if you look back. Um, so some transparency would have helped. Okay, um, but but just the, not knowing what they were looking for. Yeah, not not okay. well, and and just in terms of trying to understand where the barriers for us were, because um, I think very were, specifically to yeah. what. Okay, what what and, is it that you guys aren't getting here? Yeah, and okay. and there was many of them. Okay, right right from the fundamental understanding of the health system. Um, and, and, and I'd say the second bit of it was, uh, you know, a, a strong piece of advice would, would be your normal business has to keep operating in a way that's not going to be, um, uh, you know, uh, held back by the fact that you're spending so many resources on this OSIF, uh, uh, grant. Right. And, um, and well, there's, for, yeah, there's always a cost of opportunity, there, right? There is a cost. Yeah. And, and so, as I said, it would have been easier to raise a million dollars for us. Um, but... Uh, the OSIF grant was very specific for us uh, because it gave us the visibility. So I would say, this, you know, the second piece of advice is, you know, not only is it a lot of work and, and, and you have to be passionate about that and the reason you need it, but secondly, that you're specifically looking for public funds for a reason. Okay. And if it's to raise visibility, if it's to, you know, uh, um, create new relationships, whatever that is, that that there is a very specific part of the process, which is... It's going to help us in many other ways, and Earn Media was one of them. But the connections and the level of connections that we've now got with Economic Development Calgary, provincially and nationally, has is transforming our business. That's powerful. So it's doing what it was intended to do. Totally. If you is. look at it that yeah. way, I yeah. think it's so easy. And I've a lot of the articles I've read. Is, again, there's negatives, and I've talked to different business owners, and it's like, why aren't they giving out more? Why aren't they doing it faster? You know, why aren't they just throwing it out into the street? But if you listen to what you just said about making sure that all those criteria are laid out, and if you're just looking for quote unquote money, well, maybe maybe that's not the right avenue for you, and that's don't look at it like that. I would because that, that, it's, it's not that. It's not that. There, okay. There's a number of criteria, and and honestly. Because it's public money, uh, we appreciate the diligence. Yes. There's going to be a lot of diligence around this, and you have to be ready for that because it's it's taxpayers' money. Yes, account accountable with a high degree of transparency. Yeah. Well, congratulations on going on, on going much. through the process. Yeah. And if anyone is out there listening right now and they're curious about wanting to learn more, and is, can they reach out? Is that absolutely? Yeah. yeah, that would be the best way. Uh, you know, and uh, my my email address is uh, rohit r o h i t at brightsquid dot com. B-R-I-G-H-T-S-Q-U-I-D dot com. And uh, happy to help out 
you know, uh, I think it's huge because I know that, you know, oftentimes you're like, these are startups. These are like, you just have so many things on the go. And this is just another thing that you're like, ah, I just don't know enough to move forward. Yeah. 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 And you know, hearing someone who's gone through it, that's like that old adage, like, you know, surround yourself with people that have been down that path, do your own version, but learn as much as you can about the landmines they may have stepped on that you, that you can, you can say many mines were stepped on. Yeah. <laughs> and you still have all your appendages. So nice still, work. Still good, thanks. <laughs> thanks for your transparency around that. I appreciate awesome. it. Yeah. Great to talk to you.